center field. He got a bunch of that one. Humphreys racing back to the track, to the wall. Gone! Two-run homer, Dakota Harris. Swings and hammers this one to left center field. That one is back. Look it up, Thomas. Out of here! Into the Diamondbacks bullpen. Ezekiel Duran, a two-run home run. And the Rangers lead 5-4. to Probing Vincent, Fallon extended, down the lane. Randall, stiff on, double to hard, corner three. Knocks it down. Josh Hart, arms to the sky. Another huge fourth quarter three. Russell guarded by Wiggins. Top shot. Big bucket for D'Angelo Russell. Lakers lead by two. Karsten kicks and fires. Got him. Looking. Outside corner. And you can unhitch the wagon. Final score on a Tuesday night in Dallas. It's Oklahoma 10 and Dallas Baptist 7. Good morning. Get inside. Get inside. Take shelter. Hour three, zero in the morning show, Wednesday, May 3rd. A1 and Turkey Bacon with you. Toby and TJ on a working man Wednesday. Brought to you by Riverwind. OU without Dakota Harris in the lineup, five and nine. With him, 20 and 11 on the year. Here's another stat I'll update for you. OU in cold weather games, three games under 500. OU when the temperature is above 60, they are now 17 and nine on the year. Keep it warm. They win a big one last night. TJ Perry 10-7 over DBU. They get two of three now this weekend. Big if, big if. Yeah. They get two of three this weekend. They are sitting pretty. Still feeling good about this week. I was feeling good about it yesterday. I told you that. I'm feeling good yeah. still, obviously. Good. good. Uh, West Virginia plays tonight, by the way. They host Pitt in Morgantown tonight. And then we get that series going Friday. Flying up to Morgantown tomorrow. So tomorrow's show from uh, here, Friday's show from West Virginia. Uh, Friday game, 5.30 Central Time start. That's a 5 o'clock pregame show Friday. 3 o'clock Saturday, noon on Sunday. How are we dealing with Sunday, TJ? We get a, uh, Am I getting uh, bounced by uh, the preacher Sunday? No, no. 
What time did you say you started? Pre-game at 11.30. Game yeah, at no, that's what I had. I thought you said earlier for some reason. Uh, no, no, you're, you're clear of our church service. There'll be uh, well over by then, usually by 9.30 or so. I don't want Kurt blowing you up well, Sunday Kurt, morning. Kurt, warning to you, the first hour... Uh, pre won't matter. So 5.30 to 6, 30 minutes of that game will be delayed by a bit more than usual because we'll be splitting that off. But then come 6 matter. o'clock, it'll, it'll, it'll tighten back up for you. If we're on the road, it doesn't matter. He just wants to be able, when we're at home, I get it. When you're at home and watching the game Kurt in person, you want to it to me every up. game, it doesn't matter what game it is. He's just a griper. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Patty Gasso. You know her, right? I've heard of her, yeah. OU softball coach. She was on yesterday with our own Chris Plank and was asked about, so the uh, backstory. I assume everybody knows this by now. Uh, Nebraska volleyball is playing its opener next year in the football stadium. They've sold out 80-plus thousand people. We talked about this before, Teach. On this show, we've said, you know what? They should play a softball game at Owen Field. But this got the topic really brought to the forefront. People saying they should play a softball game at Owen Field. They could pack that place out. They absolutely could. Patty was asked about it yesterday. Oh, I got to apologize because my emotions got the best of me, and I just started spouting things (laughs) off at the wrong time probably. So I wasn't trying to gain traction on that. It was just. Thanking the fans for being so supportive and putting us in places and our sport in places we've never seen before. So, with that being said, yes, I have seen some of the renderings. Um, I've even already talked to Joe Stiglione about it. And if there's a way to possibly do it, we're going to find a way to do it. But I know that there's definitely some issues with dimensions and um, is it cost effective? Because some definitely going to have to put some money into making it happen so if it can happen i can tell you joke signal's gonna find a way thoughts can it happen so i can't find the picture now someone had texted in that they had kind of google mapped it and placed the field yeah, on top of the football field and it's they say it'll work i just don't know if it if, if they can fit it um, then absolutely. I mean, they could pack, you know, 80,000 in there or standing room down on the field, even behind the fence, however it's laid out. Um, there's no doubt that they could do the same thing that Nebraska's doing with volleyball. Okay, I just sent it to you. Okay, so it's not quite big enough to put the current Marita Hines field in the stadium. If you put, like, this uh, – Oh, Google yeah, Maps. see, they've got part of the bleach or part of the uh, lower section taken out. It has the uh, backstop in the, this looks like the southeast corner. Home plate is in the southeast corner. Yep. And left field goes, I don't know, several rows up into the lower deck. Right. However, not a problem. Um. It's a one game only probably situation. So I mean that's the that's this happens all the time in baseball where the green monster is because they don't have room in the left, so they build a high wall. So you you put a high wall in left or right, whichever way you you do the game, it's a shorter porch, but you got a higher wall. That's not an issue. 
You could do it like the polo grounds. We were just talking about this, Teach. You could put home plate where the field goal post is. That's what I was about to ask, yeah. You would have extremely short porches in left and right, but you would have a full center field, and it would. that's exactly what the polo grounds was like back in the day. It would be crazy, but it would be awesome. You could even make a little higher wall down the left and right field line if you wanted just to help you out there a bit. I don't think either one of those is the problem. I mean, you know, you're going to have to – build it and construct it and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about 80,000 people paying to go to a softball game. That's going to bring in a little extra cash to do this, okay? Sure, absolutely. The biggest problem is the infield, in my mind. Mm -hmm. However you do this, you have to create an infield. That's a natural grass surface. You just can't go put lines down on Owen Field and say, ah, it's good enough, right? That would be dangerous. You start hitting ground balls on Owen Field, people are going to take some in the teeth. So you're going to have to make an infield here, which means ripping up part of the turf. At this time of year, that's not a big deal, okay? I mean, that's it's a big deal, but correct me if I'm wrong, Jason Ferris or somebody out there listening. After the spring game, I think they pretty much tear it all up anyway. They had the big concert out there the other night. You know, I think they're putting in new turf. Or at least they have until fall to get it all reclimated again. So once you get past the spring game and practice and everything, this time of year, I think they're free to go. But it's that's not going to be easy to go make a legitimate, playable, viable infield out of nothing. That's what's going to cost a lot of money and be a lot of work. You know what I mean there, Teach? Yeah, yeah. Like volleyball is easy. You just place it there in the stadium and, and set up the staging or basketball court, whatever. So this, uh, this is a little bit more difficult. You got you to gotta dig it all up, put a, put a surface down, make sure that surface is level and play. There's a lot of work that goes into making sure that an infield, baseball or softball, is in good enough shape that people aren't going to, you know, get hurt and it's going to give good bounces and all that kind of stuff. Then I don't right. think it has to be perfect, but I think that's probably the biggest issue they've got. It's doable, definitely doable, and would be worth it for the scene that would be. It would be an incredible scene, and I have zero doubt OU fans would pack the place for that thing. Oh, th- without a doubt, it would sell out, and the, every seat that would be available would be spoken for. I, I have no doubt in that either. It would be fun. Yeah. This is happening. I'm going to tell you right now. This is happening. Patty is talking about it. Joe is talking about it. I don't know when. Maybe not next year because everything's going to be all about Love's Field next year. But at some point, this is going to happen. And it's going to be awesome. What do you think? The uh, the way that you see it in this picture or like the... So, uh, I saw a different one that it was the opposite end, and so home plate was on the opposite corner of where it is now, and they said that it stretched and worked, but it would be the same dimension, so I didn't think that that was right. So I think this one's right, and even if you flipped it, it would be the same thing. It would just go up on on the other side of the stadium. So it would be, be a lot of work. You could make it work, but, yeah, this isn't something where you just go out there and throw down three bases and, a, and a, a mound and say, all right, go out there and play, and we'll put up a temporary fence. It's There's a lot more that would be involved in it. So it could be pulled off. Like 
in that setup that you're looking at there, like where where's the dugouts? You know, where do the teams sit? What about a bullpen? Yeah. Uh, all that stuff can be worked out. I'm just saying, like, you're going to – I guess you put them in the crowd. You put them in the first couple of rows. Yeah, because you've got those gates, like where that tunnel is. That's where the players come out. They, you've got those gates right there that they could go and sit in the first row or two of the bleachers is where they would be. But or, it, it would be awkward, but it would work because there's gates right there that allow you up to that section. So – um, I like the polo grounds idea. I think that would be amazing. That would be cool. I think that would actually fit and work better. It would be just super short porches to left and right, but that's what that used to be. I mean, it was, but it would be cool. Like a pop-up right down the left field line, though, would leave. But for one game, like, it's for both teams. Like, who cares, right? I mean, some some of the charm of baseball and softball, I don't know that you see it as much in softball. For me, some of the char- – I, I can't stand it when I go to a ballpark. And, unfortunately, Mitchell Park is like this. And it's just perfectly symmetric foul pole to foul pole. It's just an eight-foot wall all the way around. I hate that. I love stadiums where you've got a high wall here and a nook and a cranny here. And it's, you know, uh, quirkiness. Green Monster. Wrigley Field's got the ivy. You're loving you know, uh, the Astros when they had the hill out there in center field. Well, that got a little dangerous. <laughs> but I like the idea, you know. So it would be quirky, but it would be for one game. Both teams would play with it. It would harken you. You'd be throwing, you'd be showing the Willie Mays catch 480 feet from center. But is the amount of work worth it for one game? Because then you look at, I don't think you could sell 80 plus thousand for a series like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I don't think. I think that's being stretching it a bit. My my question is: Is that amount of work ripping up the field, laying, laying everything? How much am down, I charging uh, per ticket? That's what Sean just texted and said. He thinks the key to this is the ticket price, and the ticket well, price is, is going to reflect the amount of work that you have to do. I, I, I don't even know. I don't What's even a know. Softball. I've been to a game this year. I couldn't even tell you what the ticket was. Um, you know, friend gave me those, so I don't know. Oh, shocker! Uh. <laughs> Forty bucks, thirty bucks. Uh, Mind the ballpark. Text line. Let us know. Twenty bucks. If you're going to get eighty thousand people. You're going to have to. It's going to be a tiered system. Like the people in the upper deck are not going to pay what the people down low are going to pay. Probably. Average ticket twenty bucks. Is that fair? Uh, I would say that's fair. And someone's asking here about what about the crown of the football field? But that's what you were mentioning. All that would have to be ripped up and leveled out. Uh, the infield's going to definitely have to be leveled out. Yeah. It's not a big crown. It's a small, gradual crown. I don't know if you'd have to do anything with the outfield. It's not big enough that I think it would be. It's not like the old Dallas Cowboys stadium. But the infield's got to be level. If you charge twenty, average 20 bucks a ticket, you got 80,000 people there. That's $1.6 million. I don't think it's going to cost $1.6 million to do this. Plus, you would get a ton of attention out of it. Right. As several of you asking, like, hey, you guys are looking at this picture on radio. We would like to see it. Uh, the Twitter account that Toby sent me the, the retweet picture. Retweet it on the ref. Uh, at the mainline pod, and I'll retweet it here, yeah. And uh, But if you're wanting to go or find on it. your account. At the mainline pod. So I'll retweet it here. Instead. A softball field is not 
that big. I mean, it's not, you know, it's, I don't know. Oh, it's, yeah, it's definitely not, you know, trying to pull off a baseball field, so. This looks like, the way this is positioned, left field goes up. How many rows do you think that is? 10, 15 rows? Probably 15 or so. Okay. So if you got it like this, like the left field would be short. Either that or you just you make it quirky and you got to run up into the stands if you're in left field to get a ball. That, that would be uh, a challenge. Anyway, fascinating. If anybody can do it, oh, you can do it. Oh, hang on a second. I'm wrong. It would cost more than $1.6 million, I'm told. <laughs> to make it ready for championship caliber play, it would take more than $1.6 million. Yeah, that's right, the thing. So this is an elite high-level program, so yeah. You can't, that's what I'm saying. The infield is going to be a ton of money. and so. Other people okay, are texting but, in. We'll get into the text line in a minute, but yeah, they're just texting in some other things, suggestions. Then maybe you do either have to play a series or you just have to say, we're going to take a little bit of a loss in this, but it's going to be worth it for the publicity and, you know, go tell recruits. They're hey, loves! Hey, loves! A game a year in front of 80... You know, uh, I'm getting more information. There are NCAA minimums for fence distance and softball, so they'd either have to do an exhibition or get a special release from the NCAA. I imagine they could get that for a non-con game. Padding the walls came to mind. Brick, uh, yeah, obviously. So, but can you, in softball, like in baseball, you can raise a wall. In softball, if you don't go to required 225 or whatever it is can you raise a wall to make up for that can you make the wall like the green monster Hmm. we'll be back the t-row in the morning show is brought to you every day by the riverwind casino and hotel okc's number one gaming destination the one for entertainment the one for games the one for fun riverwind casino simply the best great song do you know that was recorded wrong his lyrics are actually, the night is my prescription. When he recorded it, he said companion. They didn't catch it. So when he does it live, he sings it with prescription. But the uh, version you buy or download says companion. Can I, uh, that's fascinating. About that? Can I, um, can I jump in real fast? Yes. Something? So I looked it up. Uh, the NCAA regulation. Uh, here's what it says, Article 2.10, fences. This is the NCAA softball manual, field regulations. And I read, quote, it is highly recommended that the playing field be enclosed completely, blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, if a six-foot fence, it is highly recommended to be a minimum of 190 feet in left and right fields. If a four-foot fence, it is highly recommended to be a minimum of 210 feet. So it it says, one, it says highly recommended. It does not say a rule, okay? The wording is it is highly recommended. But 190 feet is the highly recommended minimum to left and right if you do a six-foot fence. Now, it's 53.3 yards across a college football field, right? From one sideline to the other. I believe that's right. 53 yards. There's not a lot of sideline space at Owen Field. Right. Chris would know better than me. I would guess 
it's more than five, less than ten yards of space over there, maybe seven yards of space. Somewhere in there, that's probably pretty close. So let's say it's let's say it's seven and let's say it's fifteen yards of extra space on the sideline, seven and a half on each side. That's close. That would be sixty-eight yards across from wall to wall, which equals two hundred and four feet. Am I am I going too fast here for you? So it would be 204 feet from wall to wall. And the NCAA minimum, highly recommended minimum, is 190. Now, so you could potentially do it. There would just be zero foul territory. There would be zero foul territory because you're tucking home plate way up into that corner then. Mm -hmm. So I just don't know how that works because it's got to be out a little bit. It can't just be tucked all the way up in there into the corner and to the tunnel. The question, again, the wording's highly recommended. So I think the key is here, I don't think you want to play an exhibition there. I don't know if 80,000 people are coming to watch an exhibition. I don't Do think you? so. I think, it, I think it needs to be a sanctioned regular it's season game. Be and be a Texas pretty good Bedlam. opponent, I think, too. Yeah. That'd be a big-time game. The question will be, and I bet the NCAA would play here. It says highly recommended. If you go to them and say, listen, we're only 180 and left but we're going to put a 12-foot wall instead of a 6-foot wall. It's going to be temporary, you know. It's going to be, but but safe. We can get 80,000 people in here. What a show this is going to be for the sport of college softball. I think that would get the thumbs up. It would get the thumbs up, but then you're wiping out that whole area of seating. Well, that, you're not, you would lose you're not, some seats. Yeah. But, but behind the big wall, you mean? Behind the wall, yes. Yeah. But... You can also put some seats on the out in the in the feet on the field. You know what I mean? Like on the outfield, you could have. Oh bleachers. yeah, I was expecting that that you would put some temporary. So maybe that would make there. up if you're worried about lo- loss of attendance. That you maybe you could replace those seats with field seats in the outfield. You know, bleachers or whatever. It's a massive undertaking. You've the infield, I think, is the biggest. By even bringing it up, so. Oh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Text. <laughs> Knippelmeyer Chevrolet uh, text I didn't line. bring it up. Patty and Chris brought it up. Not happening. Nothing to see here. Next topic. Yeah, you just angered that oh person. Oh, my gosh. Holy Absolutely God. stupid idea. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> is that the same guy or a different guy? That was a different person. Holy cow. Well, why uh, do you guys think this is stupid? Patty Gasso's talking about it. A lot, of people here, a lot of people here are suggesting, well, what about Bricktown? What about this? Well, that's what they did at Hall of Fame, you know, in the Texas series. They broke the the, the record there. And I, uh, Patty's thinking, like, I think massive scale on campus. Yeah. So, obviously, you would use the football stadium. Um, Sean mentioned this to me. He texts me and says, most of the time, you know, when you pull this off, it's the football stadium being placed in the baseball on the baseball field, like the bowl game with the pinstripe bowl, Oakland, the way they had. Nobody's ever out done this before. Nobody's ever we tried to it. put a baseball in the football field, yeah. so it's done that's the opposite way it, typically. That's what would make it incredible. Um, LG uh, Sooner 63 says, just me, but I'm not sure if 80,000 people would be willing to do football traffic and everything that is possible for an hour and a half run rule game. I think you would take the run rule off the table. It would be a full game. How about a double header? You probably could pull off a double header. 
Like, Man. this could be an event. There's so much passion for OU softball, and even the people that don't, that are just OU fans, would attend something like this because it's a ma- massive undertaking and event. So they would attend it. Um, I don't think there's any question that you get that crowd. I just don't. I don't either. I mean, if volleyball not, sold it out in Nebraska, you're yeah. telling me that softball can't sell it out here? I just don't buy that. There's no way Nebraska volleyball is more passionate. I know it's very it's passionate. Very, don't yeah, get me wrong. But big, OU but... softball is unbelievable. Right. We got, we got a podcast about it on our station. That's how big it is. I, I think women's gymnastics could pull it off if it was billed right. I would be less convinced you could get 80,000 for that. Oh, I'm less convinced. I'm less convinced, yeah. If but. you had enough buildup and, and and you know, maybe even it's a, a two- or three-year process to pull this off. People are talking about it, and there's the buzz, and ESPN showing it, and, and all this stuff. It would be – I don't. The I fan think base knows you're going for a world record. I mean, people yeah. are going to show just to be a part of that, you know. We did get 75 there for a spring game for a new head coach, and everybody was mad at Lincoln. So maybe 80 is is too much. So but... what we need, Patty goes to USC. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you shut your face. Why would anybody be mad about talking about this? I don't we know. We spent all I don't day know. talking about can openers <laughs> I don't know if that is a football guy of, don't you touch my field. Or I don't know what it is, or if they just think huh. it's such a ridiculous idea that it would never. Uh, maybe they're saying that you could never make the dimensions work to put the softball field in there, and maybe they're right. But um, obviously, it's enough to where people have said, "Hmm, what if?" Mm-hmm. So no, right, what else you got? Let's do a couple more. Uh, you know, you're not getting eighty thousand unless it's free. See, I just don't believe that. Like. Like people were willing to stand in the fields back behind Marita Hines. Now that was free back there, the party and everything. But how many showed up for that on certain nights? A lot. Like the. And again, this is an event. This isn't just talking about whether you would go to a softball game or not. It's a massive, massive event that they would heavily publicize and be going for record-setting attendance, and it, it would be a huge event. There would be all kinds of things surrounding it. They would, it would be treated like a, a football game day in a way. Wouldn't surprise me if at one point of the pre-game field they've got concert. some pregame concert. Yeah, there's a there's a stage on the other end with, you know, whoever it is performing at it. It would be a massive undertaking because you would have to to blow it up in that way. So, Chris Plank signing autographs before the game out front. Oh, without a doubt. DJ would check with his sources about the upper deck. All that would be going I have not confirmed whether they would open it or not. Uh, Spike was safe on the pickoff, and DBU player did tag, this texture says. Um, Teddy said he could figure it out. Just give him a tape measure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, figure it out, for sure. Uh, let's see here. We got enough people who work in construction around here who love OU softball that there would be a an army of people that would work to try to help pull this off if they wanted to do it uh Patrick our man Patrick at the Mont says if you build it they will come and I agree with that yeah I, I completely agree with it uh last time I checked softball tickets they were going between 50 and 90 bucks right now I don't know if they're meaning they don't say whether that's yeah. on like the secondary market or what but I don't think you could charge that for this though. no no not on average, anyway. Like, you might have to – the upper decks would have to be pretty cheap. 
Uh, if you build it for one, you use it for a series. You may not sell 80,000 to every game, but you would sell 80,000 over three games. Uh, maybe, maybe. I like the one-day doubleheader idea. Someone's asking. Two, you get two games for one ticket. Would this actually be a world record for attendance? Oh, I mean, wasn't the 8,000 a world record? I thought that, yeah, I thought that game was a, a record, wasn't it? I don't, yeah, that's what, that's what we were doing. Yeah, so I don't think that was just a U.S. record. It would US be a world record. record times 10, yes. Uh, hey, fellas, as a kid growing up watching OU basketball and March Madness tournaments when they were advancing, my favorite player was always Eduardo Nahara. Do you know what ultimately became of him and just wanted your honest opinion on his skill and contributions and why he never stuck big in the NBA? What a oh, random out-of-the-out-of-nowhere question. <laughs> What 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 is this? Eduardo's What a, is this? Eduardo's what around here, right? Us? I think he's living in Edmond, I believe. I think that's right. Last I heard or is he, he was Dallas? coaching. He was uh I thought he was coaching in the Mavericks like G League or something like that, but that's Yeah, been a I while. think you're right, but I think he still lives locally around here. Um yeah, he did some uh, yeah, obviously he played for the Mavericks. He did some work for the Mavericks. He may still be like Toby said. He may be involved He's currently in there. a scout for the Dallas Mavericks according to Wikipedia. Okay. Okay. I don't know where he lives. Yeah. He's also a pre-game and post-game analyst on Mavericks Live. Mavericks uh the Mavericks organization love him. He loves them. Um he'll be involved with them for you know, What was the as other long part? as he wants Evaluate to. his skill? Yeah. Or why he didn't Somebody stick woke longer up today in the thinking NBA. about Eduardo Nahara. <laughs> Eduardo was one of the toughest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. Outstanding basketball player. Tremendous defender. One of my all-time favorite Sooners. So uh, he was great. I don't know what else they want me to say about him. Um, he was in the NBA for quite a while. Like a decade, right? I mean, he hopped around some, but... Yeah. Yeah, he was in the NBA from 2000 to 2012. That's a long oh, NBA he had a nice, career. Yeah, a good long career. I didn't realize it was that long. I thought it was closer to eight or nine years. We'll be back. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I'm puzzled by the reaction of some people about this. OU Club of Fort Worth, uh, tweeted at us uh, listening to us right now of uh, Jim Carrey pulling his hair out saying my mood right now listening to Toby and TJ about the <laughs> thoughts of remodeling the turf see that's are what I think a lot of people are worried that they won't get, get the, the field back they won't okay get the football something? field back okay is what everybody's worried about I don't I think people understand like what happens to the field between spring and fall like how many times we, we, they just, I'm sure they ripped it up with that concert the other night. Was the was the stage on the field? Obviously, yes. I mean, yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was seating and the stage on the field. Yeah, um, it, the pictures I, I saw torn to pieces, and and they resod and you know all that kind of stuff. So I don't. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think that's a big deal. If you have it after the football team's done with it in the spring, and you've got. I don't know. Well, how many months is that until September? Uh, Jason Ferris can correct me. He could text me and say, dude, you don't understand. I probably don't. 
but I don't, my opinion would be that's the least of their concerns. Like, they're going to be getting new grass, new turf, whether they play a softball game there or not before the fall. It's going to look beautiful. Nothing is going to happen that is going to jeopardize the playing surface for the football team at Owen Field. Trust me. It's <laughs> you, going to be vetoed if that's the case. You know what would happen, though. They would play the softball game. It would They would pull it off. There would be you know 80,000, whatever it is, incredible atmosphere. The first game of football season, our running back's going to make a cut and uh, you know injure his knee, and they're like, see, it's the daggum softball field. They'd be all upset. Yeah. The two wouldn't be related because, like you said, everything would be completely redone. But that's what they would blame it on. Uh, yeah. So, anyway. Um, my impression, listening to it being talked about yesterday and seeing the hubbub about it, and when we brought it up today, it was going to be, yeah, this is awesome. Let's well, there are on. a lot of those on here. Yes, the, a there, lot of them. There seems to be some pushback. A lot of them talk about how what a crazy undertaking it would be, uh, would look forward to it. Uh, would the softball game be for like a regular scheduled game scream? So there are people interested on here, but it, the, the people that are angry are much louder. You know how this goes. Yeah. Um. Well, I'd be interested to get Chris's thoughts. He's going to be joining us next segment. Huge win for OU baseball last night, 10-7 to at Dallas Baptist. First time they've won there in 13 years. Next off to Morgantown. They take game one of a seven-game road trip. And uh, now they get the first-place Mountaineers. Four, they've won four straight road games, all four in hostile environments, Teach. They're showing a little toughness here. They are. Good they sign. are. Things, uh, things seem to be coming around for, for a few of the players that we've been talking about this season. We mentioned that earlier. So um, they look to be peaking and uh, grooving at the right time. Alan sent us a picture and wanted us to know when, what you were talking about with the short field. Red Sox-Dodgers played at the Coliseum in 2008. It was only 201 down the line, so they put up a 60-foot screen. You can see the picture. Mm-hmm. He sent me a picture here with the giant screen up. Um, since the, the the field was only two hundred one down the line, so some things have been done like this before. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I think some people are worried about the regulation distances and stuff like that. That would be something that would definitely need to be worked out. Because again, I don't know that an exhibition game generates enough buzz to be able to pull this off. But as I'm reading the rules, it it says the words highly recommended and 190 feet. And 190 feet might be able to be doable. It doesn't say mandatory. So I, I, I'm i reading enough wiggle room into that that you could put it at 175 and build a higher wall and pull it off. But anyway, uh, let's take a break get Chris's thoughts on the other side. 847 on a Wednesday morning. Toby and TJ wrapping it up. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. 